you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 10 Takes. Thank you for clicking. I love you. I thank you. We do 10 takes in exactly 10 minutes. The timer will start shortly. It has not gone off when I'm in the middle of take seven yet or take nine or take four for that matter. I've gotten 10 sort of intelligible takes in 10 minutes for every single episode. Let's see if we can do it today. Again, thank you for joining. Let's get right into it now. Start the clock. Take number one. The Eagles are still the Eagles. They are still elites. They're better than the Dolphins. They're significantly better than Dolphins. They won by two touchdowns. We talked a lot about this game leading up to Eagles-Dolphins on Good Morning Football as the Eagles were a pickup truck and the Dolphins were a Ferrari and they're going to compete. You know what I looked at this morning on YouTube? I typed in pickup truck versus Ferrari and there's actual videos of that happening on the street where they crash into each other. It's not pretty. It goes very, very badly and that's exactly what happened. It just didn't happen like I thought it would. What happened is the Eagles' defense was the most important part of this game. The Dolphins' run game, which was the best in the league, which set records, which are setting the pace for all these astronomical numbers, was stuffed. I feel like Hassan Reddick nearly took the handoff before Raheem Mostert could get it on the few first carries, and then they could never get it going after that. Tyreek had a bunch of catches. It wasn't for very much. The pickup truck smashed them. They were stronger. They were more bullish. They imposed their will. The Dolphins are really slick, and they're in it, but it was a little bit of a back to the shallow end. They are not one of the great teams in the league. They're second tier. There's nothing to be ashamed of, but they were not up to the Eagles' standards. Take number two. I got things to address here. You might be remembering last week's 10 takes where I said the Lions are the best team in the NFL. Oh, my God. If I could control, I'll delete that or men in black memory eraser thing that. I wish I could. I would do it right here to the camera. They're not the best team in the NFL. The Ravens were so good. It reminded me back in college. We used to play something called PlayStation 1, and we'd play NCAA football, the college football game. And we had a rule in our room. It was like six guys living. If you got down by three scores, the game is over. You got skunked past the sticks. You're not allowed to play anymore. Oh, wait, 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 I can come back. I have T. Martin and, and Jamal Lewis. I don't care who you have. 
If you're down three scores, you are done. I don't care if it's the fourth quarter, first quarter, second quarter. You have to pass the sticks. The Ravens skunked the Lions. Full-on skunked them. Dan Campbell could have handed over the controller at halftime. All those Lions fans that flew to Baltimore, if they're being honest, we're probably saying at halftime, you know, maybe we could get on that earlier flight. What if we leave now and we can make the 4 o'clock and get home earlier? I feel bad for you. Ravens were really, really good. Lamar did whatever he wanted. They were fantastic. Great day for the Baltimore Ravens. Take number three, the Lions. What the hell was that? That's not so much to take as it is a question. I mean, that was a destruction. I thought you might lose maybe but not even in contention in the first what felt like 30 seconds of the game. I'm trying to come up with a really morbid real-life comparison to seeing the Lions lose that badly. And remember those people who go over to to Africa because they're compensating for themselves and they try to kill actual Lions, and there was that dentist who posed with a picture of the dead lion he shot, and then his practice was canceled and his life was ruined. I have no regret about that happening to the internet, but that was basically what happened. That is what the Ravens did to the Lions, what that dentist did to an actual lion. Remember King Joffy Joffer coming to America who just rolls into Queens with a lion skin on his shoulder? That could have been John Harbaugh. Of course, it'd be faux lion now, but that's the best description I can give for how badly the Lions were completely destroyed. I don't know where you go from this. I think they're still a pretty good team. But that was a shellacking, and we'll see what kind of character they have. I never thought they would lose by that much. Take number four. The Browns are good. Their defense is awesome. Their special teams are spectacular. What in the hell is going on with Deshaun Watson? My take on Deshaun Watson and the Browns is I don't have a take on them because I'm so confused. He's been hurt for a while. He gets the start against the Colts. He throws a bad interception. He throws nearly a horrendous interception, a play in which he is hurt. Bangs his head on the turf, so you go into protocol. They're like, oh, he's not coming back. Oh, no, he cleared protocol. The Pearson said, no, you can go back out there. Stefanski says he held Watson out because his shoulder was hurt. So what's the deal here? Did he hold him out? Would he have held him out if he didn't throw the bad interception and then almost another bad interception? Did he hold him out? Should he have started the game at all? Should he be put on the shelf for a month? Should he be put on IR? It seems to be as real health problems. And the reason it has stakes is that the Browns are so good, they could win that division if Deshaun Watson was even decent. When he's out there, he's almost never good. And he's now not even out there. So the Browns are like, dude, we got this crazy defense. And Miles Garrett looks like he could win the MVP but we need a quarterback. I like P.J. Walker as the next guy. They're not winning the North with P.J. Walker. They're paying for Deshaun Watson. They just can't get him out on the field. Take number five, Buffalo Bills. Bad luck. Congratulations to the Patriots and Mac Jones. The Bills will do this thing when every time you trust them, every time you think you know what you got, they let you down in a bizarre loss, whether it was Jacksonville a couple years ago or the Zach Wilson Jets last year. It reminds me of when you're walking through your living room or your kitchen and you're at home and you know, you're know you in your bare feet and you're having a nice little Saturday. You're going to go get a snack and the kids are behaving. And then out of nowhere, your two smallest toes collide with the leg of the coffee table and send you into a billion out of 10 excruciating pain. That is what it is like to be a follower of the Bills these days. You're like, where the hell did that coffee table come from? I was having a Saturday. And sure enough, Sean McDermott, after the game, we have to figure out why we keep stubbing our toe. That's an actual quote. The team looks bored. They look lackadaisical. They're awful in the first quarter, and it's not a new thing. It's really disappointing. They're playing a short week on Thursday night. The Bills look like a team that needs to buy so badly. You look at them, you're like, oh, man, they, they got to chill for We got to go to Mexico or something or just hang out. That buy is not coming. It's not coming until week 13. They need it like they can't even believe it, and they are not getting it. The Bills are in rough, rough shape right now. Take number six, the Chiefs. Damn. The Chiefs are going to host the AFC title game again, aren't they? 
aren't they? For years, I've called it the Arrowhead Invitational. They don't always win the AFC title game, but they always play in it, and they always host it. Patrick Mahomes still never played a road playoff game, and here they are just coasting along. They have one loss this year, which was kind of a weird loss. It was week one, no Kelsey, no Chris Jones, and all they do is win now. They'll probably finish 13-3, and maybe 12-4, and and they're going to host the damn AFC title game again. It's incredible. They're so good, it's almost boring. Unbelievable. Huge respect to the Chiefs. Take number seven. The Steelers are like an old fighter where it's ugly as hell, and they do a lot of grabbing and a lot of clinching, and it's a sloppy, dissatisfying fight that you hate that you paid for in the pay-per-view, but you got sucked into it. And then as you watch them, you're like, God, this is really all they got? Wait a second. They just stole that round 10 to 9. They just stole another round 10 to 9. And then by the time it gets to the 10th round, they're throwing these beautiful punches and uppercuts and they're landing. And then they won the fight. And you're like, I actually am glad I paid for this. I'm glad I stayed up for it. They won again. It was a bizarre, ridiculous judge's decision at the end. I say judge because it's boxing. The Kenny Pickett quarterback sneak was hilariously short. They still gave it to him. But the Steelers go across the country and get a win. They're an ugly fighter that wins. Steelers win again. Take number eight. You know who my favorite person is in media right now? I do a lot of media takes. I'm doing right now. Terry McCauley. Terry McCauley is the officiating expert on the call with Tariko and Collinsworth on Sunday Night Football on NBC. And, you know, you see a lot of these around the league. Every broadcast crew has their, their officiating expert where they bring in to weigh in on whatever call it was. Is McCauley the only one who will ever come on and say, actually, I think the refs got it wrong on this one? It seems to me like he's the only one who'll do it. He was on the call for Dolphins-Eagles, and two times within two minutes, they brought him in, and he disagreed with the officials on the field call. Both times. On the brotherly shove, the tush-push one, and on the Christian Wilkins roughing the passer. I feel like all these guys come in, and they're like, well, you know, you can't really tell. It's not enough for me to overturn it. And you're like, BS. I'm looking at the call. That's a ridiculous call. Can't you just come on and turn against your brethren and say they blew it? Terry McCauley doesn't give a damn. He will do it. He'll do it twice in one game. He'll do it 10 times in one game. Terry McCauley, I've never met you, but I respect you. Take number nine. I was on the couch on Saturday night looking for something to watch. Loneliest feeling in the world, right? Then you go to Netflix and you have all these movies you think you're going to watch and you type in the thing and, the, and it comes up in the search bar and you're like, oh, they're going to have it. And then you click on it and like, no, we don't have that. So why is it even in the search bar option? You know what I landed on? Dune. Did you ever see the movie Dune? I missed the 80s one with Kyle McLaughlin and Sting and all that. And then the Chalamet one that came out like a year ago, I just didn't see it. I watched it Saturday night. How can I describe this? I've never done heroin, but I felt like it might be somewhere what it might feel like watching that movie with a couple of drinks you on Saturday. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. It is so cool. The aesthetic is so unusual. The violence is so great. There's Momoa and all these great actors. And then uh, this guy shows up and that guy shows up. And I could not believe what I was watching. Dune. Insane. I'm in for the sequel. Last take is a little bit serious. I coached youth flag football. And this past weekend, I had a really unfortunate experience of seeing another coach who I don't know and I wasn't on our staff lose composure on a high school age referee who was making a call in a game. Is there a worse look in, in parenting, really, in, in parenting and sports than the parent or the coach even who is screaming at a high school referee just trying to do his job? Listen, I'm not naive enough to not understand that there's a lot of emotion that goes into leading these kids and trying to get them to learn about winning and how badly you invest in this and you don't want to tell them after the game again that we lost, guys. It's disappointing. 
but it is a ridiculous place to be in as an adult to be screaming at a non-adult about a call in a flag football game. Be better than that. It's just really the worst look there is. That's 10 minutes. I ended on a little bit of a somber note, but it was really the biggest takeaway I had from the weekend. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Don't ever be the person who finds yourself yelling at a youth sports referee. That's the biggest takeaway from the weekend. That and Dune absolutely blew my bleeping mind. I think it was Dune and the Ravens and the Eagles and the Chiefs and really the Patriots who blew my mind. That's it. Chalamet, I see you. I know I'm supposed to be talking about that movie a year ago, but I finally just saw it. Kill me if you want to for it. That's it. I can't go on. I'm supposed to stop after 10 minutes. I'm breaking the rules of my own show. It's 10 takes. It's 10 minutes. Here's what you do. You like, you subscribe, you share, you tweet, all that stuff. If you got any youth sports stories, tweet them at me, at Kyle Brent. Until then, got to get out of here. It's a short, quick show. See you next time. Ten Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more iHeartRadio pods, go to the iHeartRadio app, go to Apple, go anywhere you like, it'll be there. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.